0: Good morning, everybody. Please unmute uh, yourselves. <laughs> so I sent you um, uh, basically my <laughs> my my unger's patchwork of uh, chapter nineteen of Exodus, which is the chapter that uh, precedes the Decalogue, uh, the giving of the Ten Commandments, and uh, there are some problems with the text. I don't want to go into source critical theory, which uh, ravages this text into four different sources. But I do want to point out that um, we have a problem uh, with the date and time and day of Matan Torah. And this is brought in our Gemara in Shabbos 86, which starts off, Vayome Moshe Zoches Hayom And that comes from Exodus 13, not our chapter 19. When we're coming out of Mitzrayim, Moses says, es hayom hazeh. Remember this day. And the Gemara then does a one of the thirteen hermeneutical principles of interpretation, which is called a hekish. A hekish means I'm using a similarity in words here with another posuk, and therefore I can derive everything to this posuk from the other posuk. And what is the gezera shava? Ksiv here, and Moses said, when going out of Egypt, remember Hazer, this day. And in the Decalogue, chapter 20 of Exodus, it says, yom ha-shabbos So the word Zohar in the Yetzias Mitzrayim is hooked up and connected to Zohar Es Yom HaShabbos le-kadashow. And what's the Hekesh? shel yom. Just like there, meaning when Moses is taking Am Yisrael out, he's giving them the command of Zeichel Etziah's Mitzrayim on that day as they are going out. Ma lahalon b'itzumo etzem, b'itzumo shel yob, just as there the commandment to remember uh, the exodus was given on the very day of the exodus, because of the word hazeh, afkan, so too here, be'itzumah shel yom, the command to remember the Shabbos day. yom Shabbos l-Kadoshoy. That's one of the Ten Commandments. When am I supposed to be it? Oh, you have to be it on the day of Shabbos. Zochreyo alayayin, we'll learn in later on. You make it over Kiddush. So making Kiddush is the zecher fulfilling the command of Zochus Yom Shabbos L'Kadoshah. Very nice. Then the Gomorrah adds on. So, uh, when, when did this all happen? So there's a machloikis between Rabbi and the Rabona. Rabbi says, well, on Sunday, Rosh Chodesh Sivan, they were so exhausted that Moshe didn't tell the people to do anything, even though he had been commanded. Commanded, God had commanded to instruct them about getting ready for three days for the preparation for Shavuos, no intimate relations, and all the commands. But on Sunday, Yossi says, they just, right? So, that's on Chodesh Shlishi. So on, on that day, Moshe didn't do anything, you know? They were too tired. Okay. Ubechad beshabas nothing. Mishum uh, Chulshad De'urcha, because they were exhausted. Next. Besrei beshabas Monday. So then he told them, as it says, Vayome Moshe El Ha'om, right? Vayome Moshe Vayikra zikle Le'om, then he said to them, you u'mamleches kohenim." Very nice. That's Monday. Bitlasa, and on Tuesday, Avud Prisha. He told them to separate themselves for their, from their wives. Remember, God had said to him, "This is the critical point." Adonai ha'yom So, Hayom, Machar, Yom Shlishi. So on Tuesday, he tells them, separate yourselves from your wives on the command. So on Wednesday, they separate from their wives. Hayom, umachar. Thursday is the second day of abstinence. And so Friday, according to Rabbi Yossi, the Torah was given. The rabbis say, no, that in fact, Monday they arrived at Sinai. Tuesday, God said, You shall be at Mamlechas Kohenim. Wednesday, he's told, I'm coming to you, set boundaries. And only Thursday and Friday are uh, they told to instruct Hayom Umacha. So they were given the Torah, the Decalogue on Shabbos. That's the Machloikos. Was it Friday or Shabbos? So the Gemara challenges Rabbi Yossi's view. They were told to abstain for two days. So it was two days before the Shabbos, meaning it was on Wednesday that God told the command to abstain, as Rabbi Yossi maintains. But he intended that the period of absence would last only two days, Wednesday and Thursday. So then how is it which everyone agrees that the, that the Torah was given on a Shabbos. Zohar es Yom has shabbos le But shel Yom, on that day, just like coming out of Mitzrayim, they were told on that day about the law of remembering Yetziah's Mitzrayim. So too, on Shabbos, they were given the Decalogue. So it turns out there's a machloikis. How is it possible that you can say that they came to Midbar Sinai on Sunday, which will make it come out on Friday, instead of Monday, which will make it come out on Shabbos, Mr. Rabbi Yossi. So answer the Gemara, O'Malecha Rabbi Yossi, the anonymous editor of the Gemara would say to you in answer in the name of Rabbi Yossi, not that Rabbi Yossi said that, it's two generations earlier, but Ravami and Ravashi, who are editing the Gemara, the final editors, the redactors, Rabbi Yossi could answer you as follows, Yom Echad Hosif Moshe Midato, which is the basis of my talk today. Yom Echad Hosif Moshe. Actually, you're right. It should have been given on Shabbos. So my calculation ends up that it's being given on Friday. How do you reconcile it? Well, Rabiosi would say, that Moses added one thing uh, on his own, one day. Tanya, now they're going to bring you a bracer, that there are three things that Moshe did on his own. And after the fact, the Reboinah Shilohilam was Maskim. He did the initiative, Moshe, he took the initiative. And then after the effect, God said, yeah, okay, you did good. What? Right here, it's Friday. You should be getting the Torah. I'm giving you another day of pre Even though God said in the Posuk, It turns out that Moshe made it Yom Haravi'i. What was the other two things that he did, by the way? One was Shibert haluchos. he smashed the tablets. And God says, and Rashi brings the medrash. It's a notarikon And the third is that he separated from his wife or divorced his wife, or he abstained from marital relations before Matan Torah. That means he did it just like everyone did right now. But unlike everyone else who resumed after three days, he never resumed marital relations. They were either divorced or lived in separate uh, quarters, uh, uh, Gemara and is 62. Okay, so there were three things that Moshe did midato and God was musking. And that is the Gemara's explanation when God said, Hayomu Machar. So Moses acted according to his own judgment, meaning that there were only to be two days of abstinence from one's wife. And had God intended to impose three days of abstinence, it would have said, Layom Haravi. But he said, Layom Ashlishi. Now I want to understand what is this concept. Moshe Rabbeinu did three things midato, from his own das, his own initiative, based on his own reasoning. And then after the fact, God concurred. So the toasterous and the maharal are bothered by the description of Moshe's action as midato, that is, something coming from his own das, from his own reasoning. Moshe did not intuit or logically deduce the need to start counting on Thursday instead of Wednesday. He used the rules of a hekesh. He derived Torah Shebaal Peh from the posok. He used Torah Shebaal Peh the way we just did by comparing Zohar's Yom Shabbos L'Kadashow and Zeicher beYom Zohar is Yom Tzezcho Eretz Mitzrayim, and I make a Hekish the day that I have to remember Yitzias Mitzrayim is on that same day as you were going out. So too, the Zecheh of and the giving of the mitzvah of Shabbos, the Decalogue, the Mutton Torah, has to be on the same day, Shabbos. So if Hashem intended Torah Shabbos to be read through the lens of Torah Shabbos, then isn't the interpretation Inherent in the text. That's how we look at Halakhala Moshe That's how we look at Torah Al Peer. The way the rabbis look at Torah Al Peer is that we spend 7,000 blot of Gomorrah insisting that every word of Torah Al Peer is encoded through the 13 principles of interpretation in Torah so what does it mean, Midato? Moshe didn't do it on his own. He did a Hekish. And isn't obvious that any interpretation that is derived from Torah Shabir Saf through Torah Shebih Pe already has the concurrence of God, because our tradition says that there were two traditions given at Har Sinai, Torah Shebih and Torah Shabir Saf. So to what degree is interpretation, and this is a postmodern literary question, for readers of Shakespeare, as much as readers of uh, Homer and Lahavdil, the Torah, to what degree is interpretation inherent in the text? And to what degree is it a product of our own reading? Tosius writes that the Hekish the Gomorrah refers to must not therefore be a real drosha, otherwise it may- makes no sense to label it midaito. According to Tosfas, the Shloshesrei midos are inherent within the text's meaning and not products of our own minds. Very pious, uh, 13th century Ashkenazi pietists, the Tosfus. The Maharal, on the other hand, writes that the Droshes are always a product of human interpretation and can be called, by definition, Midato. Very interesting. The philosopher looks at reasoning the human ratio, human rational interpretation, as Midato. And why is this instant of Drush any different from any other, including the 13 meter Shato, and That's the Maharal. He explains that Hashem's agreement demonstrated that although Drush usually is an external interpretation read into the text, because he's very careful, realizing that the Torah Shibirsav is its own integrity and can't be kind of elided and slided into this mishmash of Torah, Torah Shebechzav, Torah Shebechzav, it's all one gemushed, gemisht, eingemacht compot, but the text is the text and that's canon and that's separate. The interpretation of the text is separate. So therefore, what, why is this intra- instance of Drush any different from other instances of drush like the so the maharal explains that the hashem's agreement this haskama demonstrates in and of itself moshe what is that haskama that haskama is the validation that although drush is usually externally interpreting the text, in this particular case, the drush was inherent in the original command. A dazzling original notion of the Maharal, that you have to separate Midato, because the Pshat is, that he did it from his own. And the toaster's question then is, well, what do you mean? Everything is interpretation, it's inherent. The Maharal says no. There is the sanctity of the canon, and that's a text. And then there are things we bring to the canon to interpret it. One t- tool is the Shlosh Midosh. Another tool may be a different drash that Moshe is bringing, Midato. And God is muskim to that. I would suggest, by way of analogy, that the posok Ayin Tachas Ayin and ay an ay, is of a similar nature. That is, the interpretation of the posuk is to not take literally the taking an eye for an eye. And that's more than just a drush, it's a quasi pshat, a part of the inherent meaning of the text. But again, my example is, of course, debatable. Now I want to bring you a Hasidic master who unbeknownst to him, as he wrestles with this, is also doing that same kind of work. But before I do that, before we get to that, I want to bring you just this this wonderful medrash about because it forms a basis for the for the Koshnetza Magid uh, his interpretation. Now we know that in this decalogue it says Yom and in Pashas V'eschanan, it says Shomers Yom Shabbos Lekadashow. So. There's a problem, you know, if you don't believe in the documentary hypothesis and believe that the Deuteronomist was a separate uh, text, then you have a big problem. That's the biggest problem between the two Decalogues, right? And so Rashi immediately jumps in, quoting the Tanchuma and say, and we sing it on Shabbos, meaning there was some kind of coincidence of Shoma and Zohar. They were both spoken at the same time and then as it's recorded in the Torah, the Zohar goes in Pashas Yisro and the Shomer goes in Parshas V'eschanan. How we would hear it is another question that the Rishonim asked, meaning, are we hearing Zohar Shomer? <laughs> is it a word jumble? What would it mean to us if we heard that? How could you hear Shomer and Zohar at the same time? It's a, a paradox. But that's the paradox to re- explain the difference between the two Canonical texts. Now, the Medrash is very aware of the difference between the two. So I'm going to quote you from the Psikta Rabati, Piska 23, 7th century. Dova Acha. Mipnei hochah kosov zochor Lahalon Bemishna torah shamor. Why does it say in Shmos, uh, zochor, and in Mishneh Torah, in Tevarim, Shama? Amar rabbi yudin, Omorabi rabbi iber, b'shem. Rabbi Shimon ben Lokish. So this is goes back all to Reish Lokish, who has a very interesting past. et A king sends his son to a shop. yain. So he's sending him down the Elkent Road to get him half a bitter. But he's doing it in the following way. Umasa lo He gives him a Roman coin to buy the wine. Venosan lo And he gives him this flask made out of glass to fill the wine. So the boy's going down to the wine shop, Issa, nice coin, a Roman coin, and he's giving him the flask. So on the way, he smashes, he drops, he breaks the glass, and he loses his Issa. Something in my childhood was what I would do very often. Now the son goes back to the father and dad says, where's my wine? And he tells him, well, I'm sorry, I dropped the flask and I actually lost the money. And so the father has a rage attack. My mother used to do that to children at the Hasmonean. <laughs> she would grab them by the ear when she was upset with them. And he whacked him. I mean, he gave him a good hiding. Now, having um, reproved him, educated him in the truest Victorian sense of the word, now he says, I'm going send you, I'm sending you back. And now he doesn't say, I want you to go and buy me some wine and here's some money, because he knows that. The only thing he tells him this time is, Make sure that you don't, Lose these and destroy these. Kishem et harishonot. So all he's doing is making him feel guilty this time round. Be careful not to smash my glass and lose my money the way you did the first time. Okay, that's the mashal. It's a very easy mashal to understand, but the nimshal is even easier. Okay, so kach al ibtu Yisrael Remember, we have zachor and shomer. Because we screwed up the Zohar, we screwed up in Exodus the Zohar. Why? Because right after the Decalogue was the Chetah Egel. So the Chetah Egel, Ibdu Yisrael et Halu harishonot, note. Those first tablets which had Zohar's Yom HaShabbos Lekada show were smashed like that flask. So the sun is who? Is the sun Moshe? He smashed the glass. He lost the money, he lost the Torah, the Schoira, right? So that was back in Exodus. <speaking> in <Hebrew> so the king sends the son a second time to get the wine, to get the scoira in a, the second luchos, right? boshe israel mila abed And the hint that the father is telling the son, now just watch out. Don't smack, don't break the way you broke those. Remember, it was Moshe who broke it midato. It wasn't God. It was Moshe. I mean, there are the Midrashim that God let go of the top two Tfachim and was too heavy. But right here, Hosid Moshe midato, he was Poresh from his Isha, and he broke the Luchos. He's the boy that broke the Luchos. And so the second Stekalogue, when it says, Shomor is Yom HaShabbos LeKadashow, that's an exhortation of Shmira, meaning guard them, don't smash them. And It doesn't have to do with the Shabbos. It has to do with the command of the Shabbos, you get it. It's an absolutely brilliant Nimshal that the second Decalogue has more to do with the exhortation about preventing the loss of the first Luchos. Here is the second Luchos, they ain't gonna be no more. Here's the second Matbeya, that's Torah They There ain't going to be no more. The Gros says that the second Luchos is Torah Shabal-peh, that we had in Torah of the first Luchos, everything inherent in the text. And unlike the Maharal who says that the Drushah is external to the text, everything was encoded. You could see in Zohar's Yom HaShabbos show all the Lamates Tes right there. In the second Luchos, the Gra says, there is a split. And I'm hiding from you, Torah Shebaal and it's going to take every generation to Horovah and Steig, in Limud HaTorah Pe to try and extract from Torah Shibirsav the truth within it. It's dazzling, Gra, very dark, that our, all, all our horroring in Torah, Repsodach picks up on that and says every generation adds to that through its Chidushim. Now let me go into the Avodah Sistra the the and Magid. So the and Magid brings out Gomorrah and Shabbos Pei Vov Alma be Nitna Torah. Everyone agrees that the Torah was given on Shabbos. Why? Because of the Hekesh. Zorchiz Yomash Shabbos Lekadoshow. Zorchiz Yomazeh. Okay. So then he makes this amazing claim. What does it mean that he added on his own. This is the Kozhnitz and Maggid speaking. Moshe adding a day with the Haskama of the Rabboni Shlolam, the Nosononu Esar Torah, in order to give us the Torah on Shabbos. Romas. He is hinting at why he did it from that gzeira of zoches yom says chomer tzvitzrayim and zoches yom shabbos lekada shavu, not just to do a hekesh, not just to employ one of the thirteen mitos shehatorani doreshes, but what lehoros lanu al itzumah shel yom to tell us something about the essence of the day. We had said the Itzumo Shel Yom is on the word Hazer. In Yitzias Mitzrayim it says, Yom asher atos, uh, 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 Mitzrayim by uh, Baruch Hu Yom Hazer. That word Hazer triggers the Hazer of Shabbos being the time of the Decalogue. He's saying that word Hazer is telling us about the Etzem of the day. The Etzem of the day of going out Mitzrayim is the same as the Etzem of the day of Shabbos. That was not the intent of the Reboine Shelo That was midato. His Das was the Hekesh of Etzem. That wasn't God's Das. Actually he's saying it was God's intent to give it on Friday. midato. His das was said, I can't do Friday because I'm learning a Hekesh from the word Itzuma Shel Yom. And the Itzuma Shel Yom is Zorchus Yom Shabbos Show has to be on Shabbos. That was Moshe's big Chiddush. It's such a gewaldiger Chiddush. Kozhnitz and Maga is just, you know, they used to, the, all the Litvaks used to chepper him. The uh, Eisenach Cop used to say he's a big oritz. Why? Because they both wrote... Uh, for Agunas, and they both wrote Gitin. Kajnitz and was a big poisek in Gitin, but so was the a cop from Litter, and he dismissed the, 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 the he dismissed the Ach, he knows that uh, Guess what? Two hundred and fifty years later, after the Holocaust and all the Agunas and all the 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 the, the, the abuse of women and and men who don't uh, give women the divorces in Israeli courts. Guess whose tubas we use today? The Koshnerzim market. <laughs> History has a sense of humor. Lo ha loma yom God was only intending to teach them shomers yom haShabbos. From the shomers yom haShabbos, I could do that on Friday. Kemoshah Kosav B'Dibra Sachra, as it says in Deuteronomy. Shoma is Yom HaShabbos Lakadoshah. Ki'ain kan Gezer HaShavah. There's no Gezer HaShavah by Shoma. There's no other posuk that says Shoma. The Gezer HaShavah only becomes of the word Zohar. Zohar is Yom Shabbos Lakadoshah. Zohar from the Yom says Chomet to by Yom HaZer. That Gezei Shava only comes by, Shom- by Zohar. God was intending to use the word Shomer. ki and Shomer is masculine and feminine. So the Zoya looks at the two Decalogues as coming from different parts of the divine Pleroma. One is coming from HaKadosh which is Teferis, which is male, and Shomer, which is in Deuteronomy, is the feminine, which is the lesser, because it's the second luchos, it's the broken luchos, it's the, it's the the second time he's going to the winery. That's female, that's feminine. So the Zohar splits the two and says, there's no conflict in the text. One is coming from Zohar, Zecher, a Zohar with a Vov, the male part of the divine. And one has come from Shamo, Shmira, to hold the Rechem, the womb, or Malchus in the Sphira. Kamosheh Bavur, Mariah Mehemna. Zacheladucha, Shomelonukva. Okay. This is what Moshe desired. He's looking at God and saying, God's doing it on Friday, which is Shomer, which is the Nekeva, which is Malchus, which is the Shechina. What is he doing really? He's switching from Friday to Shabbos for a much deeper reason. Kedei lekabala Torah b'shishi lechodesh b'shabbos, making the shishi of the chodesh the Shabbos to receive the Torah. Kedei sheyekabala Torah mebichinazachor sheyitzarech liktov lekzereshova. So we get to the punchline, and the and and the 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 Koznitz and Maggid is saying that Moshe is hosif midatz. In order that the Torah should be given on Shabbos so that he can employ the Gzairash, the Hekish. So that he can employ the Hekesh. Again, Kadeshi Yakabala Torah mi bhina Zokor, not just the pun on the word Zochis Yomas Shabbas Lakadasho, but it will be what? Shayitz Tarech Lichtov Likzerashava. It will have to be written with the first Luchos that have Zohar's Yom HaShabbos L'Kadosh in order to be able to write into the Torah, the gzera shava. And then he adds a second reason. in He now goes theological. He says that there are two types of time. There's weekday time and Shabbos time. Shabbos is olam haba. The weekday time is what we're going through in history. It's the world of tikkun. Since they were given, since thanks to him, by postponing it a day, they would be given the Torah on Shabbos. They, because it's a day of exalted nature, because it will be given on the day of Shabbos, <speaking in Hebrew> because it's been given on Shabbos, the Shabbos will protect them forever. <speaking in Hebrew> but the truth is that God saw into the future, and said, meaning God is telling Moshe, I, I understand what you want to do, and I understand that you want the Tikkun right away. We had this before in the and Magad when we discussed Yitzis Mitzrayim, and Moshe said, let's wait a little, one more day, one more day, they'll get to the 50th rung of Shavuos, in Mitzrayim, then there will be no other need for any more Galuyot. And God said, if they stay one more day, they'll be stuck here forever. There's no way out. And so he took them out despite Moshe's willingness to wait another day. And that meant we have to go through more Galuyot as a result of that, because otherwise we would have been lost. Here too, God is saying to Moshe, my machshav is not your machshav. You can't see me and live. My intent, which is my shchina, which is my Malchus, which is the Shomor, which is Deuteronomy, which is the brokenness of the failure of the kid with the first wine, of the failure of the first Luchos, why do I want to give it on the Friday? Why do I want to give it on the weekday? The days that have not yet. Moshe says, "Let me do it on the Shabbos because I know my people. They're going to fall. They'll be Aliyos, and They'll be euridos. At least the Shabbos will protect them through the gollus." God says yeah, that's Zohar, that's Kotshbrichu, that's tiferes. That's, that's a male-oriented view of things. I'm going to screw up, but I'm going to have Shabbos on my side, the feminine Shabbos, to help me through it, right? Because I know there'll be, there'll be fools during history. And God is saying, why do you think I wanted to give it to them on Friday in the first place? And that I didn't want to make use of the Hekesh, which was very clever of you, Moshe. Precisely because I wanted them to become sanctified in the weekday too. I wanted a smidgen of Shabbos Kodesh to leak into the Chol. To make a bridge between the first Luchos and the second Luchos, between Akadosh Baruch Hu and the Shechina, Tiferes and Malchus, the Yichud, the Hieros Gamos. I wanted Gamkain. there would be a Kiddush of the Chol, the Oslo Ye Yurida there would be no Yerida at all. So there was a difference in theological opinion between God and Moses. And Moses realized his people, he knew what they could do, like the first son's trip, and he knew what they couldn't do. And so all he could say was, I can't do it, God. They won't survive. They will not be able to. Let me, Moses does. And God was mask him. He was mask him what? Finally, he was mask him to the fact that we are only human. We are frail, that Moshe's understanding of human frailty had to be the order of the day. So that is a, an amazing Kajnitzah Magid for me because it redefines Torah Shabal Per, doesn't it? What does the Hekish become? These aren't just Lieberman's Greek 13 hermeneuticals principles by which we adopted Greek wisdom into Torah so we could make that connection between Torah Shabal and Torah Shabich Savs in the Talmud. Torah Shabal Per and the Hekish and the Gzeyra Shavah and the these are our ways of demonstrating our frailty. That the canon and that which is in Shmos enshrined in stone isn't human. It, it's it's not something we can do. We're going to smash the glass every time. We're going to lose the money because we're human. So Torah Shabbat And the (laughs) daftity and the way we struggle to make sense of Torah Shebich Sav and that's why I'm constantly insisting on the text as the starting point to go back to and look at it from a different angle, an oblique angle, is our way of demonstrating our participation in this divine human encounter we call Torah. May this Shavuos be enlightening for everybody. And may you all be inspired. Have a wonderful week and a good yontif.